Compartment syndrome. Acute compartment syndrome occurs when there is increased pressure within a closed osteofascial compartment, resulting in an impaired local circulation. Acute compartment syndrome is considered a surgical emergency since without proper treatment it can lead to ischemia and eventually necrosis. Generally, acute compartment syndrome is considered a clinical diagnosis. However, intracompartmental pressure greater than 30 millimeters of mercury can be used as a threshold to aid in diagnosis. However, a single normal ICP reading does not, um, intracompartmental pressure reading does not exclude acute compartment syndrome. Fascia is a thin, inelastic sheet of connective tissue that surrounds muscle compartments and limits the capacity for rapid expansion. In the leg, there are four muscle compartments, anterior, lateral, deep, posterior, superficial, posterior. The anterior compartment of the leg is the most common location for compartment syndrome. This compartment contains extensor muscles of the toes, the tibialis anterior muscle, the deep perineal nerve, and the tibial artery. Other locations in which acute compartment syndrome is seen is in the forearm, thigh, buttock, shoulder, head, and foot. It can also be seen in the abdomen, but more commonly it presents in the limbs. Significant attention should be paid to patients with open fractures. Recent retrospective studies indicate that skin laceration would not relieve the pressure inside the muscle compartment. Therefore, acute compartment syndrome is still predictable. Etiology. Acute compartment syndrome can occur in any con with any condition that restricts the intracompartmental space or increases the fluid volume in the intracompartmental space. Acute compartment syndrome can occur without any precipitating trauma, but typically occurs after a long bone fracture with tibial fractures being the most common cause of the condition, followed by distal radius fractures. 75% of cases of acute compartment syndrome are associated with fractures. After fractures, the most common cause of acute compartment syndrome is a soft tissue injury. Other causes of acute compartment syndrome include burns, vascular injuries, crash injuries, drug overdoses, reperfusion injuries, thrombosis, bleeding disorders, infections, improperly placed casts or splints, tight circumferential bandages, penetrating trauma, intense athletic activity, and poor positioning during surgery. In children, the supracondylar fractures of the humerus and both ulna and radial forearm fractures are associated with, the with compartmental syndrome. Epidemiology. The incidence of acute compartment syndrome is estimated to be 7.3 to 100,000 in males and 0.7 per 100,000 in females, with the majority of cases occurring after trauma. Tibial fracture, tibial shaft fracture is the most common cause of acute compartmental syndrome, is associated with a 1 to 10% incidence of acute compartment syndrome. Acute compartment syndrome occurs more commonly in males younger than 35, which may be due to a larger relative incompartmental muscle mass and increased likelihood of being involved in high energy trauma. Patients with bleeding diatheses, such as hemophilia, are at greater risk for acute compartment syndrome. Cases of acute compartment syndrome have been reported without acute precipitating trauma in pediatric leukemia. Patients who develop acute compartment syndrome without any fracture are at a higher risk of developing complications and delayed treatment. Acute compartment syndrome occurs due to a decrease in compartmental space or increased intracompartmental fluid volume because the surrounding fascia is inherently non-compliant. As the compartment pressure increases, hemodynamics are impaired. There is normally an equilibrium between venous outflow and arterial inflow. When there is an increase in compartmental pressure, there is a reduction in venous outflow. This causes venous pressure and thus venous capillary pressure to increase. 
If the intracompartmental pressure becomes higher than arterial pressure, a decrease in arterial inflow will also occur. The reduction of venous outflow and arterial inflow result in decreased oxygenation of tissues causing ischemia. If the, def if the deficit of oxygenation becomes high enough, irreversible necrosis may occur. The normal pressure within a compartment is less than 10 millimeters of mercury. If the intracompartmental pressure reaches 30 millimeters of mercury or greater, acute compartment syndrome is present. However, a normal uh, intracompartmental pressure reading does not exclude acute compartment syndrome. Intracompartmental pressure should be monitored serially or continuously. History and physical. Acute compartment syndrome typically occurs when a few hours of the inciting trauma. However, it can present up to 48 hours after. The earliest objective finding is the tense or wood-like feeling of the involved compartment. Pain is typically severe, out of proportion with the injury. Early on, pain can only be present with passive stretching. However, this symptom may be absent in advanced acute compartment syndrome. In initial stages, pain may be characterized as a burning sensation or a deep ache or of the involved compartment. Paresthesia, hypoesthesia, or poorly localized deep muscular pain may be present. Classically, the presentation of acute compartment syndrome has been remembered by the five Ps, pain, pulselessness, paresthesia, paralysis, and pallor. However, aside from paresthesia, which may occur earlier in the course of the condition, there are typically late findings. Beware of the presence of absence of a palpable arterial pulse may not accurately indicate relative tissue pressure or predict the risk of compartment syndrome. In some patients, a pulse still present even in a severely compromised extremity. Physical exam should focus on the neurovascular territory of the involved compartment. Observe skin for lesions, swelling, or color change. Palpate over the compartment. Observing temperature, tension, tenderness. Check pulses. Evaluate two-point discrimination and sensation. Evaluate motor function. Although the clinical features discussed above can help identify compartment syndrome, they have lim limited sensitivity and specificity. Other factors such as compartmental pressures can, make, can help make the diagnosis. Due to the potential for rapid progression of compartment syndrome, clinicians should work, should perform serial exams. Evaluation. Acute compartment syndrome is a clinical diagnosis that needs prompt treatment. However, the following are done to further uh, evaluate and confirm the diagnosis. Radio, radiographs should be obtained if a fracture is suspected. Measurement of intracompartmental pressure is not required but can aid diagnosis if uncertainty exists. Compartmental pressures are often measured with a manometer, a device that detects intracompartmental pressure by measuring the resistance that is present when a saline solution is injected into the compartment. Another method employs a slit catheter where a, whereby a catheter is placed within the compartment and the pressure is me measured with an arterial line transducer. The slit catheter method is more accurate and allows for continuous monitoring. Its use is also recommended to measure, up, measure all the surrounding compartments. The normal pr pressure within the compartment is between 0 and 8 millimeters of mercury. When intracompartmental pressures increase to within 10 millimeters of mercury to 30 millimeters of mercury of the patient's systolic blood pressure, this indicates inadequate perfusion and relative ischemia of the involved extremity. The perfusion pressure of, of a compartment, also known as the compartmental delta pressure, is defined as the difference between the systolic blood pressure and the intracompartmental pressure. Delta pressure equals diastolic pressure minus measured intracompartmental pressure. 
Clinicians often use delta pressure less than, less than or equal to 30 millimeters of mercury as indi indicative of a need for a fasciotomy. Ultrasound with Doppler can be used to look for serious occlusion or thrombus. Elevation in creatinine phosphokinase may also uh, suggest muscle breakdown from ischemia, damage, or rhabdomyolysis. If rhabdomyolysis is being considered, renal function tests, urine myoglobin, and urinalysis should have been done. If rhabdomyolysis is diagnosed, a chemistry panel is needed. Preoperative pre studies should, at a minimum, include a complete blood count and coagulation studies. Treatment and management. Acute compartment syndrome is an emergency condition. Less time should be spent on confirmation of the diagnosis as delayed treatment may result in loss of a limb. Immediate surgical consult. Provide supplemental oxygen. Remove any restrictive casts, dressings, or bandages to relieve pressure. Keep the extremity at the level of the heart to prevent hypoperfusion. Prevent hypotension and provide blood pressure support in patients with hypotension. If intracompartmental pressure is greater than or equal to 30 millimeters of mercury or delta pressure is less than or equal to 30 millimeters of mercury, a fasciotomy should be done.